Hi all and uh, welcome back to my podcast and today with me Julius because this is uh, owner you on sound studio and uh, this is extremely nice guy which always support me and my family from the beginning and uh, how are you doing so hi dima and hi to all your listeners i'm very excited to be here because i'd love to share my insights from my past experience uh you know but for the benefit of others i'll just mention i worked in uh, various companies across the world i spent six and a half years in sydney four and a half years in germany one year in uk and now i'm about 15 years here in prague i worked in various capacities always within international and it environments so i think i have a lot to share when it comes to working in companies and then after some time i decided to start my own business so i know the situation from both ends working for yourself and working for another boss and i'm be very delighted to share all my knowledge that i accumulated over the years with people that probably don't have the chance or haven't yet experienced a similar path Uh, let's start discuss about education in our market and uh, I want to start uh, this because I know older generation always say uh, like a graduate it's very important to get a new works and a nice uh, future for yourself and uh, I don't agree with this because uh, everyone can join to some courses and uh, for example graduate from this course and create his own business or own work for example as a designer and a copywriter whenever you want and uh, what about you for example your parents expected uh, about graduate or people say about graduate your diploma in uni because uh, i don't know your market and you can describe more about this Sure, this is a um, quite big topic because everything is changing and education and uh, the market is changing as well. So in the old days, uh, the formula was basically to have a decent education, of course. And then based on that very nice, prestigious degree or, or university, you have higher chances to get a good work. Yeah, and then you gain some experience. And uh, the, the model was based on the idea that you basically become part of a corporation or part of a company. So that education was already preparing you to be part of something like a uh, enterprise or a firm, but not specifically preparing you to be owner of that company or or your own business and that's where i see the biggest like challenge now people coming out of uh, schools and universities they are ready to be part of like a company but they probably have very limited knowledge when it comes to starting their own business and as you said like today we have so many alternative options to have online courses to have all sorts of tutorials you just need to be of course careful uh, like who you follow and uh, what you listen to yeah it has to be really legitimate source but in my opinion maybe someone will uh, prove me wrong but in my opinion schools are not necessarily preparing you to be like your own boss to to run your own business to be entrepreneur you only need to have this desire because it's also not for everyone yeah so it's completely fine if you want to be part of a company 
for many years and you just have nothing else, no other dreams like to be free and start something on your own, then this is perfectly fine. That formula still works. Yes. So you go to school, you have work, you have experience and you progress in the ladder. You have a career and one day you can hope maybe you will make it to a manager or, or director or even higher, like a vice president. But still, it's uh, so hard. You told me before, yes? It is. It is. Very, yes, it's very hard uh, for anyone who has not experienced corporate environment is first. You don't get anything by default. You basically have to ask for everything. So if you want to like be promoted, if you want to progress in your career, this is not something usually. Yeah, There are exceptions, of course, in good companies that motivate people. But usually you don't see that a manager comes to you and asks you, hey, you work so hard, maybe we should give you a pay rise. Or maybe, you know what, you should be promoted. Of course, this is happening, but it's not so often. From what I've seen is you usually had to kind of uh, demand for your work or for your performance, even if you were graded like top performer then you still had to kind of fight for yourself when it came to annual or once in a year performance review. This is what basically every corporation has. Like They look at your performance, they evaluate how you were doing in your opinion, then in opinion of your colleagues, then in opinion of your boss and so on. But what happens if your boss is not with you? Yeah, <laughs> You have another manager who sits with you talks to you about how you can get approved your holiday and how you can get some stationery. But that manager who can see what you do every day is not the one deciding on your promotion or on your pay rise. It's the one that sits somewhere else, for example, in another continent or country. They don't know. They only can hear some things from you, from everyone else, from the team, but they are not there every day. Like how active you are, how you generate ideas, how valuable you are for the company. They don't know that much. So on that basis, they are not in the best position to like evaluate you the right way. And this was my kind of a problem that I was always like in the top, like high performer, but I always had to remind them, okay, when it comes to salary increase, maybe this should be taking in, into account uh, like the high grades. Yeah. And I don't want to ask for this. You was in a lot of companies like T-Mobile and, uh, and other companies like uh, really huge. And uh, how many time you need to spend uh, for really like uh, grow your salary, grow your position and uh, to be at the top position? Well, this varies from company to company. I was yes, fortunate enough to be part of many, many like industry leading companies, like as you said, T-Mobile, Deloitte, Zoom, uh, Edwards Life Sciences. They're really like top notch in their uh, segment. Yeah. And it very much depends on the leadership, on the people, on, on your own boss and on their bosses. Like what's the culture? Some companies, they like to prevent fluctuation and they motivate uh, their employees. They are really building a very nice culture so people don't leave and the high performance are motivated to stay. So this really depends on industry and on the individual companies. And luckily, I cannot say a bad word about any of the companies. Every time I uh, was doing my best, I was rewarded. But again, you had to remind them, okay, it's about your achievement. Uh, it wasn't something that uh, someone is spotting and, and comes to you, as I said. And that's the big difference. Like if you, if you work for yourself, if you 
around your own company, then it's completely different uh, story, completely different experience. For example, someone wants to join a company and uh, it depends of people create his own business from the beginning, from after graduate or start uh, create his business already during the uni or until uni. Okay, uh, here's the thing. It depends on industry, on your goals. Some people, as I said, want to be just as they were learned, as they were taught and, and how they learned over the years, they just want to be part of company forever. They don't really have the ambition to run their own business. Then you have people who are indecisive and they just go to work because there is no other option. But deep inside, they have uh, this dream, you know, to become independent, to do something for, your, for yourself. And then when you join the company and work for company, you see that uh, the platform you use, the tools, the system, the approach, the methodology they use, some of them are working for you and some of them you would prefer to do something else, but you cannot. You can raise your voice, but that's about it. Yeah, so you have to basically adjust to many things, many processes, many teams, many projects that may be not your favorite. If you do your own business, you can cut out all the BS. Yes, you can just not work with people you don't want. You cannot use the tools and systems and platforms you don't like. Yeah, so you basically are very selective and you end up with doing what you like the most. And uh, back to your question, like if you want to start from the university or already during university, the model has been like you are part of uni, you are a student and you get an internship. And if this is sponsored, if this is paid, good for you. You get some experience in uh, well-known uh, companies, you get to see how it's working in a company. And then when you finish your study, you liked it, they liked you back, you can probably continue working there. Or you can go somewhere else and say, hey, I've been already, you know, working for this and that company. I was exposed to the teamwork. I was part of it. This is what I achieved. This is what I worked on. And you can basically continue your experience. The question is until when, how long? Yeah. If you have that dream to become independent, you still need to have some solid skills. You need to gain experience or you need to finally come to a conclusion what the dream is what do you want to do some people are ready they are experienced they want to do something but they are maybe unsure if i do this business i don't know will i be successful they're afraid so they need to build confidence until such a point where they do it and it's also risky but if you don't risk you know this like you don't achieve much then I agree. And uh, when you want to create his uh, like something uh, own, it's uh, from the beginning and uh, it's after school, after university, it will be a lot of mistakes. And uh, maybe it uh, will be nice uh, to have a job before, like uh, to get this experience from another people, to see something from another side. And, uh, and after, create uh, something own. Maybe this uh, nice vector for growing. Well, look, if you are very talented and you already during your school are capable of creating something that is sellable, you create value. For example, if you are a designer, you have talent, you know how to use the tools and platforms and you can put together a project from A to Z. 
that means you get your client, you uh, persuade them to, to go with you, you deliver the project and you get paid, fantastic. You are almost ready to build on that and you can start your own business. But some people don't know. They don't have the talent, they, they don't have the skills, or maybe they are just not brave enough to do it. Or maybe they have so much loans that they need to pay the school and get regular income. So what I would suggest, as I said, this is very individual, but it's not bad to get some experience. And maybe later on, that's what I did, is in my last job, I was part-time, you know? So I continued to getting the security and, and, and having like a monthly check. But at the same time, the rest of my time, I was already starting to build my portfolio, creating the company. And then when I reached a point where I was booked out for projects a half year ahead, I said, I need to double my capacity. So I said, okay, guys, uh, this was probably coming to this conclusion, but I really need more time to focus on my own business. And we finished on very good terms. Luckily, I had a very good boss that was uh, supportive of this. They even told me, like, look, Julius, if it doesn't work out, you're free to come back. But I didn't have to use that option. Um, if you are yeah, focused and if you work hard and if you love what you do, then you can even spend like overtime because you will spend overtime building your own company. And you think uh, with this road, you can be successful? Yes, yes. If you have the skills, if you have the talent, if you have the passion, then you, plus you are ready to work hard. Yes, then you are in a very, very solid position to be successful. And plus, there will be many people probably discouraging you from doing it because they come from their own comfort zone. Yes, they tell you, oh, maybe you shouldn't try to do this. Maybe you should just be safe and continue at the job security and work in the company and get the monthly paycheck. But as I said, this comes to your very own perception, to your very own desires, your own dream. And if you do have a dream to be an entrepreneur one day, I would suggest to start as soon as you can. I going to these things... Uh changed my mind after the situation in my home because uh, uh, what happens if I, uh, I if I do something unusual for people and people think oh it's like uh, some crazy man and uh, they I think uh, maybe during five seconds and after this they forgot you and uh, but you, you you can think uh, overthink about yourself but uh, people who told this uh, already like forgot you you can continue do and uh, forgot about uh, another uh, opinion and uh, it's uh, more about psychology yes anyway if you you think it's important to have graduate or only like uh, just have only for have like uh, or um, Maybe you have another opinion. Yes, more like that. Well, if you choose the path going into companies, it's certainly extremely beneficial if you do have degree, if you have university. Because most of my jobs that I was starting uh, after leaving school, they had like a condition. You have to have at least bachelor degree. No one really cares if it's... Uh, bachelor or master but in many like junior jobs if you have university or if you do not have university then that's a completely different path for your future so i would recommend definitely 
have university education for at least for this reason that you can then start on a better position in better companies for better money uh, if you are sure you are such a brilliant mind that you can start your own business right after school you could probably uh, skip university if you have solid solid understanding of something yeah you you, you can see these prodigies uh, these days that uh, they already start coding during uh, their teenage uh, age and uh, they basically can already start selling online or doing some uh, coding and creating online games or something uh, very early on and the university would probably not change or shape their future that much you know but this is probably rare uh, rare situation and you can even now hear like uh, top people like Elon Musk even said like he's not so much after your education after your degree but rather tell me what you worked on what's the hardest solution you solved and based on that I'll see how you can fit in into what we do and uh, which company favorite for you during this uh, time huh. I have a favorite of course it was um one of my actually my first my first company when i moved from london to prague i interviewed for several positions in uh, it was in dhl and deloitte and i ended up being kind of hired to both but i had the chance to decide and i already joined deloitte when uh, they called me from dhl and tried to convince me to go to them And I think I made a very good decision because Deloitte is one of the big four companies in the world. They have like 200 and over 200,000 employees globally, very solid presence in, in Europe and, and the Czech Republic, very matured, very professional firm. And I had the chance to work with some brilliant minds on very interesting projects. I got to travel a lot. I went to uh, Americas, like both uh, North and New York, for example. I worked uh, one week in New York office uh, on uh, Fifth Avenue, yeah, mm -hmm. close to Times Square. And it was such a brilliant experience to work on the 44th floor overlooking Manhattan and basically working on, on this project with other fellow colleagues. And then I went to Mexico and Argentina, and, and, and Singapore, and uh, Netherlands, Cyprus. So I got to travel a lot. It was always very pleasant experience because not only you deliver value, I was deployment senior deployment analyst at that time, so I was deploying new solutions to new teams uh, around the world. And um, not only you feel like you deliver this knowledge uh, and basically it was change management to all the teams, And you basically become one of the subject matter experts in that area and they come after you and ask you questions. So that was very nice and fulfilling. But also you get this extra bonus that you get to travel around the world. Uh, we also could stay in the top-notch hotels like four stars plus. It was most of the time it was five stars. So you get to sense this brilliant lifestyle in a hotel that normally I would not be able to afford. Yes, so that was very nice. So probably I'm gonna say Deloitte was my favorite, but all of all of the other companies I worked for was uh, something that I liked, and I enjoyed. Each of them gave me something else to to the future. Okay, this is really nice. But uh, why you decide to create your own business? Because you spent a lot of time in uh, like a huge corporation. 
but uh, you with uh, all things with uh, a nice salary, nice uh, lifestyle, and uh, you exchange this life to to your own and uh, why? Uh, this is pretty much straightforward because in Deloitte after four years uh, the strategy changed they wanted to move our whole department to India to Hyderabad so basically they closed the whole floor which was like team of I don't know around 100 people all gone Yes, so you could either go and continue a position in the US. There was a position opening in uh, like my my position in Chicago. But since I already moved several times, like I, I was living in Germany, I, I was living uh, in UK, then in uh, Sydney six years. And then we moved to Prague. I didn't really feel like moving again and dealing with the second man and starting new life where you had to prove yourself once again because you know when you come to a new country you have no much credit like credit that they accept yeah so you would basically had to start from almost zero again and I didn't really feel like doing it so I was probably very demotivated by this decision that they let us go and that company, that position, everything I was doing was very nice, but it was very hard to find something similar on the market in Czech Republic because this was coming from US, this position. So it was very hard for me. So then I joined Monster. Monster was also very good, but after eight months, the project ended and another group of people, like 11 people on that project were let go. Yes. And then again in T-Mobile, uh, I had a CEO from Germany who were, he was not really speaking much uh, Czech. So they needed uh, like his right hand that was basically be the bridge between him and the vice presidents in the technology team. So this is what I was doing. But then this uh, boss is basically, uh, he was relocated to Netherlands. Mm -hmm. And uh, that new boss didn't really need this position that much. Yeah. So once again, you figure when this happens to you a few times that, okay, you invest your time, you do overtime, you try your best to be high performer because this was what I always wanted to be like high performer. And then you realize like you invest this much energy, this much time in something that one day they just say goodbye to you. Yeah, and then if this happens repeatedly, then uh, you realize that maybe you should do something else instead, you know? But uh, usually you have uh, some contract, for example, no? Of course. They were very, very uh, fair when it comes to discontinuing the position. We got severance package. You get several months to be paid. We even had, uh, in Deloitte, for example, we had this extra bonus service outplacement that they help you find a, um, a suitable position for you uh, somewhere else. So this was very nice. If it was very helpful, for example, to make this uh, outplacement for my position, not so sure. So uh, the, uh, the let go was very friendly. It wasn't like uh, you don't have to come tomorrow. Yes, yeah. we knew up front like six months. Mm -hmm. Guys, we're going to close and get yourself ready for future endeavors. Yes. So it wasn't hard, but still, it's a change. And if you have mortgage and if you, you know, uh, start a family, then you need to assure that you have a solid income, a regular income. 
And that's why I had to join another company. I wasn't ready at that time to start my own business. Julius, you describe really like a nice news from a company where you work and uh, about people. And uh, of course, I'm sure you have you had a lot of um, stressful situation in company. And uh, can you describe about a little more about this? Because I know it's a, a usual situation in corporations when you have a work uh, some problem and uh, you need to fix this and uh, it's always like uh, sometimes competition about position and how you struggle with this like uh, in real life of course there are many situations where you have to be mindful from various angles for example Imagine you have friends or colleagues that are very close to you and you go with them for lunch, you even meet outside of work, you spend some time on coffee breaks in social area, on corridors and so on. So you bond over time. But you really need to distinguish friendship and performance for a company because if you are part of a team, for example, you work on a project, on a mutual goal and you have the desire to be high performer. So you do your best. yeah. And then you have a teammate who is okay to go for lunch with, but when it comes to performance is lagging. yeah. That person you can clearly see is not giving 100%. So now when it comes to evaluation, for example, or when it comes to results that could have been much better, but since this is based on teamwork, Uh, where you have a weak link, then there is a problem because you struggle with, okay, this is my friend, but at the same time, uh, we don't have results because of him or her, you know? And now what do you do? You should kind of tell the boss why you didn't achieve your goal. But at the same time, you don't want to hurt anyone. So this was one challenge. Another challenge is uh, basically the company creating uh, for, for you as a team. Imagine you have a position and your colleague has the same position. And in that very tiny team, it's a prediction for a senior level of that position. But only one can make it because, for example, they have only budget to increase position for one of you. So imagine in what situation that puts you in. Yeah, You have this very good friend, very good colleague that you love to work with. But then you realize that only one of you can basically progress. So on one side, you try to be as friendly and human as, as possible. But at the same time, that environment creates this competition between you two. Who will be the one that uh, will, for example, progress? Yes, because if you progress, you, if you get promoted, you get better money. So that means if you don't get better money, you're kind of taking this chance away from supporting your family to a higher degree. So now you have so many levels that you have to take into consideration, like providing for your family with increased salary, or you will try to be always fair 
with another colleague, and this is very individual. If you see that the other colleague is exactly like you and it's friendly and it's not the backstabber and you work towards mutual goal and then let's just let it up to the manager to decide or maybe you'll get lucky and you get both promoted. But in many cases, I don't have that experience, but I witnessed that in other teams, I've seen a lot of politics and this is what's going on in corporations like some people want to you know progress on the pro ladder faster than others and you see the behind the scenes um like politics and this is one of the parts that i like the least yeah i think it will be very useful for young generation uh, which wants to join some companies and uh, think about uh, what they want and uh, decided road for for them like and um... absolutely and i want to touch upon another point here the difference between working for a company and working in your own business is that if you have a boss colleague or team you don't like like you don't bond of something culturally or they just have different interests than you, or maybe just different personalities. If you are in a company, most of the time you're stuck with them. You just have to continue working with them, whether you like it or not. So imagine you don't like it. So you basically come to work knowing you will not enjoy working with these people or your boss because it's an asshole or something. Yeah. Now, if you have your own company, you have the choice. Yeah, yeah you can filter the people you don't like to work with out because they have different beliefs or they are maybe uh, extreme in their opinions unnecessarily so you just basically cut them out yeah and you only pick the people that are close to uh, your beliefs to your standards and you you can choose this if it's projects or if it's people or if it's clients if it's partners you have that choice in company is uh, more limited of course about uh, bosses you had uh, in someone time really like a strong conversation with your bosses for example about salary position yeah i have a it's now considered a funny story at that time it was half funny half not so i was in a company i will not say the names and i felt that based on my high performance because you get ranked you get the score how you performed in the last period and based on that you have a based on table yeah you are ranked this much or this much and you are eligible to pay increase from this percentage to this percentage and i remember now slightly only like how this was but i basically wasn't very happy with the increase I'm gonna receive. So having this conversation in the meeting room with my manager, I wasn't very happy. And he was very good, and it's still up to today, a very good friend of mine, yes. And at that time I felt maybe I pull a little prank, a little joke, but half of that 50%, I meant it, like seriously. So I think at that moment I had on me a bill from an energy bill and it was unopened in my envelope. I had it in my pocket. I took this envelope out, threw it on the table and said, okay, if I'm not getting this pay rise, I'm resigning 
And I kind of anticipated this and I prepared my resignation letter. <laughs> so that was a little bit, it's now, as I said, it's a little bit funny. He uh, was a little bit shocked, like unprepared for this. But I think he knew I was many times a joker. But at that moment, I didn't make it look like a joke. And it ended up like I received my <laughs> increase. So this little joke helped me to solve the problem. <laughs> people. People at this uh, corporation. Mm, who are they? <laughs> like uh, these people from different uh, location, region and... Uh, Uh, you keep in touch now with them or you only subscribe with them on Instagram or uh, LinkedIn and uh, uh, nothing more? Look, what the part what I really loved in all these uh, like international companies were uh, international people. I got to know people from all around the world, either working locally, for example, in Prague, or... Uh, we worked like distributed teams around the globe. And that's what, that was brilliant because when I moved with my wife to, to Prague, we really wanted to continue using our uh, English that we learned over the last years in previous countries. And Prague was kind of nice mixture of feeling at home. But if you were part of international company, you could use English on a daily basis, meeting all these international fellows in the offices, in the corridors, and you didn't even feel like uh, I'm in Czech Republic per se. You were feeling like somewhere, it could be totally somewhere else, you know? And everything I delivered, if it was project documentation, if it was just working on a project, it was always in English. Always. So this feeling was very nice. So when I speak about people, I only have good memories. As I said, many brilliant minds, many talented people, individuals that I got to know we, uh, with. Some of them I'm in touch uh, like more regularly. With many of them I'm connected, for example, on LinkedIn or Facebook. And even after leaving, we became friends. We were not friends until then. We were like colleagues. But after leaving... Uh, we became friends, you know, and that's uh, lasting until now. And this is very nice to have this connection with, with people. For example, in one moment you decide to leave your company and to create your own business. But sometimes people like don't agree with uh, your way and uh, like uh, put some hate or don't support you. And uh, uh, what do you do to the situation? Because I know it's uh, not at the same time you uh, like uh, feel bored and uh, this pain inside and uh, people don't support you and uh, after this you like uh, join to this game like and uh, continue do what you do and uh, you can describe a little about this. Of course, of course. So when I decided to start my own business, it was happening gradually. It wasn't like one day I told everyone, hey guys, I'm leaving, I'm starting my own business. No, it was gradual. So I was having a full-time job and I already was doing like a side activity 
like a side job, uh, trying and testing if this concept in my dream could work or not. So I figured that I can do it and I uh, was fine-tuning the processes, establishing platforms, basically putting all the business idea uh, together. And then I decided to go part-time. So before I, of course, consulted that with my family, and I decided one day to tell them, okay, guys, I have the situation and I'd like to go to a part-time position. It wasn't very common in our company to be part-time. So this is, I think, very good model for anyone who is working still and feeling that you reach that state in your life where you want to start entrepreneurship, your own business. Tested, tested a bit, like to be sure. So I was part-time for half a year. Uh, during that time, I heard all sorts of comments from people like, okay, how is it doing? People were curious, you know, like, how are you doing and how this and that. Of course, you hear many opinions, some are more encouraging than others. Some people you hear uh, like, oh, don't do it. A little bit like discouraging, like, oh, it's insecure. And so many other people are doing the same. Uh, I didn't really listen to them, to be honest. I, I felt very strong about it because I already had experience with doing it. I understood that I will have a special niche in market segment that I can attract. I could serve these people. And I felt very strongly about it. Of course, you had some other people who were doing something similar, but not like part-time basis. They already like jumped from corporation and started their own business. So at that time, I was very much uh, interacting with those people because I wanted to a little like bit inspired, pick the brain, how you do it, how uh, you cope with this, how you get clients how you talk to them, are you getting paid, because I needed to figure out a model where I will be safe, you know, like where you get paid. Imagine you say I'm leaving the company and that's it. If you don't figure how to get money from your clients, then you're screwed. You need to be really having like a safeguards in place that prevent uh, that situation from happening. Yeah. So, um, after a year trying A-B testing, I decided I have enough clients, so let's let's do it full-time. I doubled basically my capacity from 50 to 100%. And at that moment, uh, people were no longer telling me you can't do it because I already proven myself during the half year. But still you had some people that said, oh, maybe you should continue for another year. But I told them I can't because I have so many projects and so many clients waiting for me six months. I don't want to make them uh, wait six months because what if they won't be patient enough? What if I lose them? And I wanted to really serve that wave and I really wanted to address these demands and, and serve my clients. So thank you for sharing this knowledge and uh, we can continue at next uh, part uh, of podcast because it's already 15 minutes and uh, thank you. Absolutely. It was nice and uh, fun uh, creating this podcast. Uh, I hope many people will find this beneficial. You know, we could go on uh, for much longer. Uh, we could talk about the life, professional life in, in companies or starting your own business. But I'm already looking forward to do another continuation of, of this podcast where you uh, basically cover a career starting process. 
We also want to help many creatives affected by the war in Ukraine and connect them with alike professionals worldwide. Uh, we would like to communicate in English and just stay tuned, follow uh, Dima's Instagram for further information on creation of this uh, group. Thank you for listening to this podcast and uh, see you at next episode and uh, peace.